Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Dog Podcast Nation, you're being called out. Drop some intros. I'm starting to feel like the Jean Giroux of Talladega Nights. Who's going to be my Ricky Bobby and dethrone me? I want to hear your thoughts. But now it's Cleveland Browns time. So I want to hear Justin, Josh, and Blake's thoughts. Let's go, Brownies. Woo, woo, woo. Welcome to the Dogs Podcast with your hosts, Blake Reniker, Justin Charles, and Josh All. Welcome back to another episode of The Dogs. If you want to get your intro on the show, head to thedogspodcast.com, tap leave voicemail on the drop-down menu. As you can see, we still don't know where John is. Been missing now for two weeks. We hope he's okay. Um, if you guys see him, though, we put some missing missing person posters around town. Not quite sure where he is. We haven't heard anything. He's on the milk carton, too. That's right. <laughs> yeah, so hopefully he's all right, but... Oh, Whoa. John. John, where the hell have you been, man? <laughs> oh, my God. Have you just been, been at the powerhouse gym for days and days on end? Holy crap, We've man. been worried sick about you. You don't want to know. <laughs> <laughs> cool, man. Oh, man. Well, hey, deal. I'm just happy you're safe, you know. I thought maybe you got you got lost in the ether, but uh, it's good to have you here, and hopefully you don't disappear at the end of this episode. <laughs> <laughs> Don't hold your breath. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anyways, we got a lot of stuff to get into today. We're happy John made it back from wherever he was to help us get through this episode. We're going to talk about uh, Baker's uh, press conference or whatever it was down at his camp. Uh, ESPN released their roster rankings. And then we're going to do some breakouts, busts, and sleepers on the Browns this year. So before we get into that, though, remember to check us out on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Finally hit 5,000 followers on TikTok, so we appreciate that. Thank you guys to everybody who's done that. Um, you can also find us on Apple, Spotify, and Google if you prefer to just listen. If you're watching on YouTube, please like and subscribe. Make sure you tap the notification bell so you never miss a new episode. Um, lastly, if you're looking for more dogs content, head to jointhedogs.com. Become an official Dog Pack member on our Patreon page. I say it every week. We're one week closer to fantasy football. Uh, we're going to have drafts coming up probably late July, early August. Um, so if you're interested in that, make sure you join. You get an extra episode every week. Um, threads all week uh, based on Browns news, especially with like the Deshaun Watson stuff going on. We're always in the Patreon talking about it. Um, music Mondays or Tuesdays, which is depends on if I remember what day to post music. It's just a lot of cool people hanging out talking browns from all over the world so if that's kind of what you're into head to join the dogs.com become an official dog pack member uh, have some fun with us so are still on the roster but former quarterback had his camp and they were asking him uh if deshaun were to be suspended for a whole season you know, would he consider suiting up for the Browns since you know he's still on the roster and then he had what to say ex- again uh, so the first quote said, uh, Mayfield replied, it's been pretty obvious. The mutual decision on both sides is to move on. And then the big quote was, uh, they asked him that question. And he said, no, I think for that to happen, there would have to be some reaching out. But we're ready to move on, I think, on both sides. 
So I guess the first thing I'll address is it wasn't a mutual decision, bro. <laughs> <laughs> they went and got another quarterback. There was nothing mutual about that. Um, That's very true. Yeah, it wasn't mutual. They went and got another quarterback. Um, I don't think you were in on that decision. If Actually, if I remember right, you were really mad because you said you weren't in on that decision. I think he helped them make that decision. <laughs> right. I'm so pre- pretty sure they told his camp and him that they were going to explore that option. And he said, okay, as reported, because uh, I wasn't in the room for that. But then, uh, you know, he said, I can't believe they would do this to me. Yeah. Oh, oh, I love you, Cleveland. True Browns fans, you'll remember me. Okay, That's bro. Right. Um, <laughs> I, I, his answer didn't really bug me too much. I guess the, the biggest thing for me is we have to stop this. If Deshaun's suspended for a year, is Baker going to play for the Browns? No, it's not happening. Yeah. It's not happening. The Browns do not want him. I'm convinced the Browns would rather just roll with Jacoby Brissett than bring back Baker. I agree 100%. Yeah. What do you think? Um, It would definitely be the best thing for Baker's career if he started the season with the Browns and played well. Like you said, it's just it's not going to happen. We're not going to reach out to him. Like, no. That's just not going to be a thing, bro. No, I, I, I completely agree. It's like, is Baker better than Jacoby Brissett? Yes. yes. But is Jacoby Brissett better than the Baker Mayfield we had last year? Yes. It's got to be. So they're just going to go with that and let the chips fall where they may. Play defense, run the ball, tell Jacoby Brissett not to turn the ball over and see what happens. We won eight games last year with some of the worst quarterback play in the league. We can win eight or nine games with Jacoby Brissett. Yeah, I mean, even the the two games that Case Keenum played weren't spectacular. I mean, he was... Yeah, barely throwing the ball very much. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and he went two and zero oh. oh. because so. he didn't turn the ball over, and he just made just a few throws we needed him to make. Yep, um, they're not reaching out now. I guess we didn't talk about this. I don't know if you guys saw Seattle's like team shop. Yeah, accidentally yeah. leaked a Baker jersey. I saw that was fake. Was right? it fake? Yeah. Hmm. Okay, I wasn't. I wasn't one hundred percent sure. Do you think that's where he ends up? I, I still feel like the the reports are really heavy in Carolina's favor that. They're really trying to get this done. And both teams really need a quarterback. Let's just say, I mean, neither the Panthers don't want to roll with what they got, and the Seahawks sure as heck don't want to roll with what they got. If you're, which team do you think needs them more? I would, well, let's put it this way probably the Panthers, because like we said, Matt Rule's job is on the line this year. Yep, I agree with you. And man. he can't go with Sam Darnold again, or some mix of him and Cam Newton and PJ Walker and. A rookie, it's not going to happen. Is Cam Newton still like on the team? No, but I mean, yeah, they okay, could bring him back. Um, I agree, it's Carolina. Drew Locke and Gina Smith crap all over Sam Darnold and the other collection of rejects they have in Carolina. <laughs> oh. <laughs> like, it's, oh, man. I mean, P.J. Walker is fun to watch in the XFL or whatever. Right, but, right. Um, yeah, I mean, Drew Locke would go to Carolina and be the day one starter. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. In my opinion, like, no doubt. I don't know, man. I mean, I think they think they both really need a quarterback, but I agree with you, Josh. I think uh, Pete Carroll can kind of, if he wants to have a couple bad years and still coach there, he can kind of get away with that. I think it's kind of a waste of what they have as far as talent-wise in Seattle if you just roll out either Drew Locke or, you know, um, Geno Smith. But I, I do agree. I think if they have another less than 500 season in Carolina. I think he's fired. I think they're rebuilding. I can't, it, it kind of just still feels like a rebuild. Like it's just been a rebuild consistently. Um, and I know that they're saying that, you know, they're trying to make, you know, 
a better culture and stuff like that. But if you're making a better culture, I don't think Sam Darnold uh, or Cam Newton or I don't, I don't think any of those guys are. And I would do whatever I could to get a healthy Baker Mayfield there. And uh, that's not me fanboying. I think that's just being rational. Well, I think a better culture includes winning mm-hmm. more games than losing games. And like we've yeah. said before, Baker's head and shoulders above yeah. the guys that they do have there. I think he's head and shoulders above everybody in Carolina. I think he's better than everybody in Seattle. Oh, yeah. But it's yep. not as big of a gap as it is between like him and Sam Darnold. And like we said, it's not as dire of a need for the Seattle coaching staff, I don't think. Like you said, Justin, and, I think Carolina needs it. And yeah. I think if you're Seattle, you you got to be looking at it too as you're going – what does bringing in Baker Mayfield really do for our team in terms of wins and losses? We just had a crap season with Russell Wilson. Yeah, it's true. You know what I mean? And we're about to go into like roster rankings that we've got pulled up. Seattle's roster, people don't think is very good. So, I, I mean, we watched Baker, his 500 for his career. In the last two seasons, he's had pretty good rosters. Mm-hmm. And so you – I'm just not convinced he's going to go out to Seattle and turn the franchise around when they just have a potentially future Hall of Famer quarterback and they won, what, yep. four games, five games? Now, to be fair, he did miss quite a bit of the season with that broken thumb. Mm. Was it a thumb? Yeah. Was it five weeks, six yeah. weeks, something like that? Yeah, but he they still didn't win when he came back. No, it wasn't. definitely wasn't the same. So, um, I, I don't I will say this, too, like for everybody that says, you know, like there's a really uh, – the Browns are crazy for not reaching out. I, I agree with you, Blake, that I think that the Browns are done. I think that they moved on. I read an article and I kind of brought it up to these guys and it basically said, you know, the Browns are comfortable moving forward with Jacoby Brissett over a Baker Mayfield because of the idea that mistakes would be limited. And I felt like when I was reading it, all I could hear was Kevin Stefanski's voice just talking to me personally. I was like, man, I was like, <laughs> this isn't like air quote Kevin Stefanski right now. I, and I looked and everybody's like, you know, they're crazy. You know, their best chance of winning games is with Baker. We had that roster that was very good last year and Baker was historically bad and last year. And then if you even go back seasons in the big game, the fourth quarter, I think he has six game winning drives and I don't think he's had one since 2020. I think that's what I read the last what is his game winning drive. And I want to say it was a Cincinnati game. With that, you know, throw to DPJ. Yep, exactly. So to me, like if if they think that Jacoby Brissett is the answer, I'm, I trust in the franchise. I trust in Andrew Barry. I've I've been on record saying that many a times. I like what they're building. Does it suck? We're probably not going to have Deshaun Watson if that is a season long suspension. Absolutely. But I also don't think that you can bring back Baker. At, regardless, at the end of the season, if he even Point zero 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 one percent got on the field somehow for the Browns, which I don't even think is a possibility at all. I still, at the end of the year, what are you going to say? Oh, hey, man, let's say we made the playoffs great or wherever we got to. You're still out, man. We still have Deshaun Watson. You're you're gone. You're Good luck in your next future endeavors. It's unfortunate. He was a nice stepping piece into where we're heading. But I think that I unfortunately think that they've moved forward completely. Yeah, all those Deshaun for like a full year, though. We're not going to reach out to Baker. Like no. we're even less likely 
to reach out to Baker in that situation because we don't see him as a long-term solution. No, oh, obviously, yeah. Trade for Jimmy G if that happens. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, there's 0% chance Baker Mayfield plays another snap for the Browns. Anybody talking about it, is it, they're not thinking logically. No. In the, in, and you laid that out perfectly. And, way, I, Justin. and I don't think it's uh, a Browns thing. Like, I don't think it's a Baker. Like, the, the first off, that's such a Baker Mayfield thing to say is, well, if the Browns reach out to me, I think that we could at least take the steps in the right direction for, bro, they don't care. They don't want you, the brash chip on your shoulder thing, it doesn't work anymore. We've, we're moving forward. We're, we're good on it. You know, I watched them be in games last year, and we couldn't even get a first down, let alone it usually turned into an interception. I know people are going to say, oh, he was hurt. He had a torn labrum. Shut it down then, bro. Shut it down. You were the you were the chip on your shoulder guy. You had to play, you know, even though doctors were telling you, hey, maybe you shouldn't play. I don't know. And, and I just, he's, he's never really put a full season of playing at a high level together. So this talks like if Baker comes back, he could ball out and play take Toledo. us to, yeah. why? Even his best season in 2020, he didn't get good until six, seven games in. Yeah, you're right. If the you look first at half it, of that season, Cincinnati game. If you look at if you look at his for the year, everybody wants to talk about. Well, last ten games of the year, he finished like second in QBR yeah. behind Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, but seasons aren't ten games. For the season, he finished like 15th or 16th. You know, and so think about how bad he was early. If he finished at two, yeah, for ten games in for the season, he was still middle of the pack. Even his rookie year, it was a very promising rookie year, but it still wasn't like the second coming of Joe Montana or anything. How many rookies since then have blown it out of the water? Right, and I know I definitely used those last like eight or ten games of that 2020 season to look at Baker and say, look what he did in that stretch and projected into last season, 2021. He's going to start out the same way, and then he didn't. A lot of Browns fans were kind of blind to the fact that we had the third easiest schedule in the league that year. So, Um, And... And then he gets such a pass on the Freddie Kitchens year. He gets, I mean, he takes, people give him zero blame. Z- even though he came in overweight and obviously not focused on football. Yeah. And yeah. I get that Freddie Kitchens was a terrible coach. I 100% get that. But you're still the guy on the team playing. I mean, Aaron Rodgers played for Mike McCarthy yeah. and won a Super Bowl. Mike McCarthy sucks. So if you were good, Freddie Kitchens being terrible wouldn't make you be that bad you would still at least be okay i just i'm not buying i don't think the browns want him i'm not buying that he's the answer even if we did want him i'm well it's just the thing with these nfl players too is what is the average and i I should look this up because i I heard it at one point the average career length of an nfl player is like less than two years yeah so if you get a chance and you slack off at any bit you show up to one camp one season out like overweight you're showing that you're not 100% committed to this. Yeah, he spent too much time at the Cheesecake Factory. <laughs> oh, that's not fair. Jeez. That's not fair. It's, I love the Cheesecake Factory. It's so, so delicious. Uh, Just know you're dropping a $100 bill every time. That, I mean... At the restaurant. Again. Not in the parking lot. <laughs> not to go off on a Baker rant, um, but, you know, we just wanted to talk about it because he was in the news a little bit this week, but... It's just it's not happening, guys. You have to stop saying it. It's it's not happening. It doesn't matter if it if you think it's what's best for both sides. It's not happening. The Browns want to me. Andrew Barry and Stefanski seem like like they really really dislike him. Well, and it's in my opinion, it's not best for both sides. No, there's, there's a very real situation where 
with that chip on his shoulder, Baker Mayfield, if he knows that he's got the starting job for the season, who says he gives 100% every Well, here's my thing, too. You, is You don't want to run that risk, is it, what I'm saying. It's beneficial for one side. Because the rosters that he's going to go to on these other two teams, if let's say he goes to Carolina or Seattle. That's hey, true. Bro, you played average at best in a loaded roster for the most part with a fantastic defense. And Good a great luck. coach. And a great coach. Good luck. Good luck. I hope it works out, man. Good <laughs> yeah. luck. We're not com- we're not calling. Promise you. A lot of people, <laughs> a lot of people are saying they want him to go to Seattle so he can be successful. I'm just not seeing that. He's got. A, I like Pete Carroll, but Pete Carroll is not like adapted with the times at all as far as offensive philosophy. Um, they have almost no run game because their running backs are always hurt. Their offensive yeah. line is awful, and they have their defense is atrocious. They got Lockett and Metcalf. I think Carolina would be okay for him if he's going to have success. I mean, he's got a good chance there. We'll see. Mm-hmm. Their roster's not horrible. Mm. It's not good. It's not the Browns. We're going to get into rosters. Well, let's, yeah, let's see where they're at. But yeah, so yeah, that's a good segue. <laughs> ESPN dropped. If you guys uh, have ESPN Plus, they dropped their um, like post mini camp uh, roster rankings. So I know where the Browns are at. I, I went and looked at the article. Where do, where do you guys think they have the Browns? Probably somewhere in the middle. It I guess it kind of depends on what they think with Deshaun because if Deshaun doesn't play this year, we're not going to be winning the division or anything. I'll probably, probably be 15, 16. That's true. It's, uh, projecting stuff right now is just so tough until this decision comes out, but I'll say like 12. So my original guess was 15, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, but that is not where we're at. No. You wanna, you wanna, this was your article. You want to tell us where we're at? So I sent it to these guys because I was pretty surprised where we fell. Uh, ESPN has the Browns ranked number six in the league. Did they give an explanation for that? Yes. Uh, yeah. They, they have a really good roster. That was the explanation. <laughs> um, six. They basically said um, their biggest strength is they've always had a great offensive line. They're a excellent, excellent running back team. Uh, their running back room is loaded. Um, they said that their weaknesses are, you know, pretty much interior defensive line, which I think that we all pretty much agree on. And uh, their X factors were receiving room, but mostly Amari Cooper, David Bell, and, you know, what third-year receiver Donovan Peoples-Jones does. Best in the AFC North, though, by the way. Well, did they talk about Deshaun, though? They did not, and they actually have Deshaun as the quarterback. Yeah, on the well, depth chart. Yep. I would yeah, then that makes sense. Um yeah, highest like you said, highest AFC North team, so suck it. Uh, <laughs> and that's not us. We don't work for ESPN. The next AFC North team's the Bengals at eight. Yep. And then the next uh the Ravens come in at twelve. Twelve. And then didn't you say the Steelers were in the twenties? Twenty second. Yep. Twenty second for the Steelers. That sucks for them. Uh, so the, round out the top ten though, I will say um, uh, number one, the Bills. I think that's fair. Yes. Number two is Tampa Bay. Uh, that one was a little surprising to me. I guess, I mean, they, they were just in the Super Bowl two years ago. I think losing Gronk hurts, but um, Cameron Brate's pretty good tight end. Uh, Chargers are at three. Uh, Rams at four, coming off their Super Bowl win. This was the one I thought was a little high, was the Green Bay Packers at five. Mostly because their wider, I mean, listen to this. Their weakness is the wide receiver room. Uh, it says the fact that Green Bay ranks the, this high despite having one of the worst receiving corps in the league speaks to the strength of this roster everywhere else. 
Alan Lazard, Randall Cobb, and Sammy Watkins are the three established receivers on the roster, and none of them was among the 63 wide receivers who averaged more than 1.5 receiving yards per route run in 2021. I mean, Alan Lazard, Randall Cobb, and Sammy Watkins are at best number three receivers. That's fair. At best. Mm -hmm. Randall Cobb's probably like a four these days. Yeah, I think so. I'd say Lazard is a is a three, and Watkins is probably a three on most teams. The only one I would argue is I Lazard's never had the opportunity to be anything higher than a three, so we'll see. I don't know if he can be, but so to me, I, I wouldn't have him at five because that is that's an atrocious wide receiver room. That's not good. That's pro- that's the worst one in the league, easily. I just don't think you can be a top five roster. If, I mean, it's a passing league. You, you know, you're, the one reason why your team is so good is because you have a great quarterback. Who's he going to throw to? Um, I would have him probably closer to like 10 or 11 because of that. So that was the one that was a little surprising to me. I think it's funny that the Browns are above the Bengals, who just played in the Super Bowl. Um, and I think it's really funny that the Ravens aren't in the top 10. But if you ask a Ravens fan, they're loaded. Number one, baby. Number one team. Number one coming for you. Ravens flock always. They'll tell us how much all their running backs weigh. <laughs> <laughs> like Lamar Jackson's going to do over five thousand yards this year. Yeah. So on the ground. Um. Well, we'll see. <laughs> More likely, yeah. It says so for the Ravens. The biggest weakness: the Marquise Brown trade thins what was already one of the league's worst wide receiver groups. I agree with that. Baltimore is going to operate out of a lot heavier personnel groupings to feature fullback Patrick uh, Ricard and tight ends Mark Andrews, Nick Boyle, and Isaiah Likely. Um, and it says the Ravens could still use a proven veteran who can win one on ones on the outside. Rashad Bateman projects as the team's top option after averaging 1.3 yards per route run 83rd among 128 qualifying wide receivers. You're hoping he takes a big, big, big jump, a big one. Yep. And, and I know you can say, well, they're a running team, but at the end of the day, you still have to throw the ball a little bit. Yeah, you do. <laughs> yeah. I mean, especially in this league, we've talked about this and this is why I know I had Baltimore so low in our AFC North projections is because of that. Like, I just don't think that they've got the firepower to keep up with these high explosive offensives in the AFC and, you know, the, the schedule that they have to play. Yeah. I. What do you think about the Chiefs being down at nine? Is that surprising to you? What was their reasoning? What was the write-up on them? It if is I, a little bit. If yeah. I had to guess, it's because they lost, I mean, they lost a top three wide receiver in the league. Yeah. But I still think their wide receivers are better than Green Bay's. Yeah, but then like their defense probably not as good. That's true. So I uh, to me and the right, running game I guess wouldn't be as good. Right behind them, and I guess it it hearing it at first you might be a little surprised, but the Dolphins at ten. Well, I I have one even worse than that. That at seven they have Philly. To me, that's what yeah. at seven Philly is at seven. Now don't get me wrong, they've made some some nice additions, but to me, I still see huh. still see. Seven and nine, Philly. You know, like just say like they about their offensive line and it says their biggest strength is if they don't have the best offensive line in the NFL entering the twenty twenty two season, they're near the top of the list. Okay. Well, they don't have the best line because no, but I'm sure. But it's a good it's line, in Cleveland. It is a good line. Yep. Um, biggest weakness uh, is their defensive secondary. I guess is what it's saying without reading it word for word. And their X factor is, I mean, it's Jalen Hurts. It's kind of like Miami. If he plays well, they might be decent. 
I don't know. I just get the sense that Philly's going to be the team with hype this year. That sucks. I yeah, can see that. But they could easily win the NFC East. That I mean, that helps yeah. them. Yeah, it I, does. helps them a I lot. Think their offense on paper looks really, really good. This is true. So this I is mean, a roster ranking, though. This isn't a prediction of record. Correct. Right. right. Yeah. So right. Uh, Jalen Hurts at QB, Miles Sanders at running back, mm. uh, Kenneth Gainwell at running back, um, AJ Brown, Devontae Smith, and Quez Watkins. Dallas Goddard, and then their offensive line. I mean, AJ Brown's good. It's I think the jury's still out on Devontae Smith. I think it's a lot easier for him this year with AJ Brown there. <laughs> That'll help mm-hmm. for sure. Quez Watkins. So the highest ranked rated player on their team is AJ Brown in eighty six. Well, no, Dallas Goddard. Goddard Goddard's in ninety. Yeah. Um. So I don't know. I just I don't think I wouldn't have him that high. I don't think they're awful, but to have them at seven, to have them only pretty high. one one per, uh, team below the Browns, I don't know, that's a little crazy to me. Um, Miami at 10, it might sound high at first until you remember they got Waddle, Gasecki, Tyreek Hill, Raheem Mostert. Their defense is already stacked, especially at cornerback. This is true. Basically, if Tua plays well, Miami could be tough. They could give Buffalo a run for their money. Um Another one that I think is kind of surprising here. Did you have one? Um, I'm well. Mine was Philly, but I thought uh, they had what was it? Washington at seventeen, I believe. There, so Washington was seventeen, but then uh, we talked about it. They have, I think, Las Vegas at twenty-one. Uh, they have Commanders above the Patriots. You know who knows? Uh, the Vikings. And Tennessee Titans and the, and the Raiders and it's like, where's the Vikings? Uh, Nineteen. So the, a couple surprises for me here as I'm scrolling through this list, the Raiders at 21 I think is crazy low. They added they have Derek Carr, Devontae Adams, Hunter Renfro, Darren Waller, and uh, Josh Jacobs. Josh Jacobs. I don't know. Pretty to me, decent. that's that's higher than 21. Um, I don't think the Commanders are in a bad spot, but I'd have the Vikings over them. Probably. Uh, yeah, I would yeah. too. I think the Vikings, yeah. the Vikings, I mean, we'll see with their new coach. I think they had a chance to be pretty good. They got a chance to win that Give division. Give me Kirk Cousins, Dalvin Cook, and Justin Jefferson over what the commanders got. Well, how about this one? Even better. So you have Washington at 17. At 23, they have the Arizona Cardinals. And I'm like, I would take the Cardinals over the commanders. Yeah. For sure. Mm. Really? Mm. I would. Okay, thanks, I Josh. I, I think the that. commanders are are they're a little bit slept on if you look at their roster. The only thing that's getting slept on is it sounds like all the people that work in the organization with uh, <laughs> the head of football operations. Bro. I mean, if you think about their defense is loaded. It, uh, Chase Young, Montez okay. Sweat. I mean, they can get after the passer. I guess Jamin Davis is. Uh, He's looked a lot better in camp, so we'll see about how he does. But then their offense, I mean, they got Terry McLaurin, Curtis Samuel, Jahan Dotson. Their running backs are good. Carson Wentz just had a pretty good season. Carson Wentz just had a season that if he was a Cleveland Brown, people would be screaming that we should be giving him $200 million. I mean, so I, I don't, I don't I think I think they're in a good spot at 17. I don't think they should be lower. I think it's funny that the Patriots are 18. I think – um. To me, they're a team that falls off like heavy this year. I don't think they're going to be that good at all. 
I will honestly, if they're not good, I'll be surprised. I think they'll be okay. I think they're Re- just- early reports out of the camp so far this summer. I know it's just camp and all that crap, but I guess Mac Jones showed up dialed in and in shape in and shape, ready to rock shape. and roll. So yep. we'll see. We'll see. Yep. Their wide receiver one's Devontae Parker. I know. <laughs> Their number three is Kendrick Bourne. But the Patriots historically make do with guys that you're like, who? Didn't he yeah. play for so-and-so last year? Oh, that was three years ago? I don't remember. Yeah, yeah, they're not, they're not going to win had, their fantasy when league, they had No, no, exactly. Football games. They did that when they had the GOAT. Their one is Jacoby Myers. Yep. Oh, okay. Jacoby. Well, I mean, it might one. not be listed that way, but. That's their one. But still, they, they got away with that for a long, long time. Well, one, the league was a lot different. And then, two, they had Tom Brady at quarterback. Mac Jones is no Tom Brady. No. So, no I, I see a fall off from them. Uh, what else was I looking at? The Raiders, we already mentioned. Arizona, I don't know. I'm just not high on Arizona. DeAndre Hopkins isn't playing for how long? Six games. That's going to hurt. But I thought this was a roster ranking, though. Yep. Or are they taking that into account? Well, I uh, guess the true they have. I guess he's technically on the roster, so they have him on there. Um, I don't know, and I'm not that sold on Kyler. No, but I still think with him, with Hopkins and Marquise Brown and um, the other who's they who, go ahead. Uh, who would you rather have? I, this is kind of this is going to mess up your point, but who would you rather have, Carson Wentz or Kyler Murray as your quarterback? Mm. <sighs> I think, like. Oh boy! See, all the reports are that Carson Wentz is such a pain in the butt to have on your team. Like, just, it's, it's not like but Kyler rather, Murray is getting glowing recommendations either. No, I don't. I honestly rather have the bigger, taller quarterback. Kyler Murray is so freaking small. He's tiny. He is tiny. I agree with He's you. He's athletic. Though. That's, that's yeah, but Carson like, Wentz really, can move around too. Yes, I've seen him move around just enough to get slammed by somebody coming to sack him. He, I, I mean. Probably Kyler, but I don't think that's a super clear cut. I don't know. I'm I'm on. I'm not. A, I don't think Kyler Murray is like he's not long for the league. I don't think. I, I don't think so either. I think he does some splashy things, so people are super high on him. But he has not played at a consistent level yet Mm-mm. in his career. So, nope. and then it's. I mean, he seems to be a little bit of a head case, also. No, and like we've talked about before, you see it now in the NFL. Like if a quarterback doesn't come out and show you he's the guy in the first couple of years that that the team is going to move on. Yeah. Yep. So in in here before we move on to the people saying that they think if Baker goes to Seattle he's super successful, their roster's ranked 29th. And where's Carolina? Uh 26th maybe. Okay, so it's Something 27th. Like yeah. Now who's who's dead last? Houston. Houston. Oh, duh. <laughs> what am I thinking? The Fal- it goes so Houston yeah. at 32, the Falcons at 31. The poor Bears at 30, uh, Seattle at 29, Jacksonville at 28, Carolina at 27, the Giants at 26, and the Lions at 25. And then I think the other New York team's 24th. So um, the Texans, I I can't imagine they're going to be very good this year. What's going on, Browns fans? The action never ends at DraftKings Sportsbook, especially this summer. With tons of ways to bet on all your favorite sports, you can fuel your fandom and feel the heat of the season like never before. Plus, right now, DraftKings Sportbook is giving new customers a risk-free bet up to $1,000. It's a lot of dough. That's right. Make your first bet up to $1,000, and if it doesn't win, you'll get another shot to cash in. 
You can throw down on all the uh, major action on baseball, golf, MMA, and more. Plus, with same-game parlays, spreads, money lines, over-unders, and props, your betting options never feel endless. Best of all, DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. You can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TPPN. Make your first deposit and get a risk-free bet up to $1,000. That's promo code TPPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Look forward to betting with you soon and minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. God bless. I think the Browns are in a, a pretty to be ranked sixth. Where would you rank the Browns, say, if Deshaun doesn't play? I guess it depends if you're waiting the quarterback. Again, it's just a roster. Say, we, say it's with Jacoby Brissett. Say he's QB1 this year. Where would you rank the Browns? I still think, like, honestly, like, before I saw where they were at, I thought they were, like, they would be somewhere like 13, 14. And then I think if Jacoby Brissett is your quarterback, just I think that's just very, like, I would say just give me 15. Like, just yeah. I'm Dead okay with, right? We're yeah. a middle-of-the-road team with. I think the roster. I think the roster is loaded. I just don't think that. I mean, in a quarterback league, we don't have to rely on Brissett to be an amazing quarterback, though, because of the weapons he has. He just yeah. has to make the few throws a game, right? Yeah, he has to be a game manager. He has to be able to make some. He has to be good enough that teams defend, you know, the perimeter, and are a little bit afraid of us throwing the ball. Yeah, and I know a lot of people have said like. And I think you pointed out too, Justin, like Brissett's stats haven't been great over his career, but he also has never been on this kind of a team with this kind of an offense around him, this line, this running game. So I think that he can get the job done. Now, obviously, we're not going to be, like you said, winning the division or anything with Brissett, but I still think we can make a playoff push with him with this roster. For sure. This defense is good. Oh, yeah. Our defense is good. And that's what you hear from the defense. They're like, I don't even know if they've even came out and said it, but they basically said, like, we don't really care who the quarterback is. Yeah, we'll so be okay. We're gonna we're we're focused on us, and we're yeah. gonna be real damn good, and that's exciting because I do think they're gonna be good. All right, so that's gonna bring us into the last part of this episode. We wanted to go through the Browns roster a little bit, and we each wanted to pick out who we think is somebody on the team that could break out this year. Um, who we think could possibly be a bust this year. So hopefully nobody, um, and then somebody that we think. People are sleeping on this year. So we each picked somebody. Um, we're going to do the breakouts first. So who wants to go first here? Well, I kind of chose a player that's already established. Okay. The reason I chose him is because I think he's going to have his best season ever. And Miles is my guy for that. Okay. Why, what's your reasoning? Why do you think Miles is going to break out? Because COVID sucks. And <laughs> I don't think he has to worry about that anymore. But I think he was uh, – kind of dealing with effects from that for a full season and a half. Um, And he's got a lot to fight for now. He doesn't have a quarterback that can't get him to the playoffs. So (laughs) I just think he's going to be awesome. I think he's going to wreck the league. I hope so. Um, Bringing Clowney back is huge. We've been waiting this whole, basically his whole career for Miles to put a full 16, now 17 game season together. He looks like the best player in the league at times for stretches and then looks disappears for stretches so i think if he if he plays at his elite level for a whole season he could get the sack record but he could yeah we have yet to see him do that so hopefully this is the year that he does it no he always plays 
just a, well enough for a long enough stretch that we start to say, hey, defensive player of the year, it's coming for miles. And then as soon as we start talking about that. Week nine comes around and <laughs> yeah. it drops off. Yes. So we'll see. Um, hopefully that'd be great for the defense. What about you, Josh? You got breaking out this year. So I picked breakout Harrison Bryant tight end. It's a good pick. So I said, this is year three for Harrison Bryant. Um, I did read a stat earlier. It said 87% of tight ends who do break out, break out between years two and four. So he's right in that window. Um, we got rid of Austin Hooper. So he's, he is our tight end too on the roster and he's going to be in the two tight end sets. He might even, you know, play some of that fullback position, you know, out of the backfield, especially around the goal line. And he was a fourth round pick in 2020. The Browns, that's pretty decent draft capital to bring him in. And one thing I was interested in is he won that John Mackey award in 2019 in college. Correct. That's tight end in football. Yep. Or in college football. So I said, well, who else has won that award recently? So since 2015, the list is Hunter Henry, Jake Butt, Mark Andrews, TJ Hawkinson, Kyle Pitts, and Harrison Bryant. This could come. Yeah. So Except other Jake than Jake Butt, Butt I was going to say, who that the hell list is, Jake is Butt? pretty, I would take any one of those tight ends. He yeah. was at what, Michigan? Yeah. That's what okay. I yep. That's why. So I said, I said, he's my breakout because he's got talent potential and now he's got the opportunity. Okay. And we need it. Yes. We need it because it's thin behind him. Exactly. Very thin. Yep. What about you? Who you got breaking out? So um, I think the Cleveland Browns for at least the last few seasons have really, really been list, like missing a true, true number one wide receiver. So I'm going to go out on a limb and I'm going to say that Amari Cooper is going to show up in town. Um, everything that I've seen with him in camp, he looks great. Um, I think he's winning over a lot of fans already. Now, whether his quarterback is Deshaun Watson or if it's Jacoby Brissett, um, I, I think that he's going to get a lot of targets. Um, and he so he has an injury history, but the last three seasons, even though he has injuries, he's played 15, 16, and 15. So I think that he can be very productive. Um and I look forward to seeing what he does. And I think that he's going to get some good opportunities. If we can really pound the ball too, maybe it opens some things up for him. You know, I, I, I look for him to be very successful. Yeah, I almost picked him. I like that. Mm-hmm. Look at his stats when he first got to Dallas when Zeke was Zeke. Yeah. yeah. Yep. I mean, when he Explosive. first got to Dallas, I mean, he was like taking the league by storm. Yep. And Dallas had that crazy run, good running game with that good offensive line. So yep. that's a good comparison. What could happen if he starts seeing a bunch of single coverage and people worried about Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt, that kind of thing. Um, for me, I went to the defensive side of the football and I went to Grant Delpit. I've I heard like that uh, he's been good so far in like the OTAs and the voluntary stuff. And I just think everybody on this defense – from day one is going to be way more comfortable than they were the beginning of last year. Mm-hmm. We saw last we lost games early in the year because the defense was not good. I think Joe Woods got a lot better as the season went on, and then I think everybody got more comfortable in their role. Grant Delpit was picked out of LSU because he's a playmaker on the defensive side of the ball, and he showed flashes last year. 42 solo tackles, one sack, one pick. He flashed at times like, this guy can be a playmaker for the defense. I think if he comes in, I think he's going to start right away. And I think as long as he stays healthy, another year in the system, thank God Joe Woods got better. We didn't have to bring in a new D coordinator. It's going to be the same system two years in a row. We brought in uh, Clowney again, so hopefully we can pressure the quarterback. Um, I think he I think he steps up. I think he becomes like one of the premier safeties in the league. I think it could be awesome. I like that. So that – that is who I think is going to break out. Um, let us know what you guys think. Who you guys think the breakout stars for the Browns are going to be. 
Hey, Browns fans, you've been hearing us talk about Omaha Steaks for a while now, and they are seriously the best steaks I have ever had. Now with summer here, no backyard grill out is complete without Omaha Steaks. Go to omahasteaks.com and enter dogs, D-A-W-G-S, into the search bar. You'll get a special price on the All-American Assortment and a tasty bonus. You'll also get eight ultra-juicy Omaha Steak Burgers for free. The All-American Assortment includes 16 mouth-watering entrees with four famously fork-tender, double-trimmed, butcher's-cut filet mignons, four pork chops, four boneless chicken breasts. Wow, is anyone else getting hungry? I know I am. Uh, Plus so much more. There's a reason why Omaha Steaks has been the leader of gourmet steaks since 1917. No one, and I mean no one, comes close to matching the flavor, tenderness, and value of Omaha Steaks. Order the All-American Assortment and fill your freezer with enough gourmet food to keep your cookouts going strong all summer long. And don't forget, for a limited time, my listeners get eight free Omaha Steak burgers when they order the All-American Assortment. Visit omahasteaks.com and type keyword dogs d-a-w-g-s in the search bar that's omahasteaks.com keyword dogs d-a-w-g-s so now we're going to get into a little bit of a sadder category (laughs) uh hopefully this doesn't happen but we'll just go in the same order again who do you think could potentially bust for the browns this year i had a hard time picking one for this but if he makes the team and gets playing time i kind of see felton as a guy that's not going to do great for us and uh Hey, we picked the same guy, bro. <laughs> yeah, kind of a gut feeling, I guess. <clears throat> he was he was on my radar as a guy to per, as a guy to pick. My biggest thing about Felton is I think he has ability, but it scares me that when Hunt and Chubb were both hurt last year, John Kelly got the backup role and not him. That to me, that kind of was like that's a red flag. This mm-hmm. was a chance for this guy to get touches, and we brought John Kelly off the practice squad. To, to get touches. That's a good point. My, my other worry with him is, you know, even you heard, okay, well, hey, maybe he could be a slot receiver. Or, you know, we could use him in the receiving game. Well, now you're hearing David Bell's basically taking over that role. He's going to be the Jarvis Landry. So, like, for me, I go, well, where is the opportunities? Like, I know he's coming on, what, into his second year, but he's a six-round pick. You know, I, I, to me, I'm like, man, this guy, he, he probably has all the abilities in the world to be very good. I don't know if he's going to get the opportunities to even do it. I just, he, I don't know if he even makes a team. Like it's, it's crazy to say that. Cause I thought, you know, going into camps and, you know, organized, you know, volunteer or whatever they call him, I thought he was going to be all right, but there's not a lot of opportunities. I We're loaded him in the receive, uh, running back room. I think if he makes the team, it's going to be because of how thin the wide receiver room is. It's fair. And that they're they're banking on him to be more in that role. Because as far as running back, I mean, like I said, he had a, a chance to – I mean, that Broncos game should have been – it was Dearness Johnson, and then it should have been Dearness Johnson and Demetric Felton. I started him in fantasy. I think he only got the ball twice. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he wasn't on the field. John Kelly got all the backup carries that game. Right. So – um yeah, I think that's a good pick. What about you? Who do you think could potentially bust? Uh, so for my bust, I took Jordan Elliott, the defensive tackle. And I said, number one reason he pops into my head as a bust is Perrion Winfrey. And then I said, you know, we keep harping on the interior defensive line being a weak spot. And we never mentioned Jordan Elliott as a possible solution to that problem. Um, so in two seasons, I, I looked it up. He's played 771 snaps. He's registered just 41 tackles and only half a sack, only four quarterback hits and no tackles for loss. He makes a tackle on 0.05% of his snaps and his overall PFF score is a 41. 
That's not good, man. No, and it, it's a it's a big bust because we invested a third round pick in him in 2020. Yep. I was um, telling. Oh, go ahead, buddy. No, I was just going to say the other reasons I'm thinking that again he might even struggle with a roster spot because the Browns brought in Taven Bryan. Correct. Perron Winfrey, like I said, fourth round pick last year. They spent on Tommy Togiai. Mm-hmm. Last year they had to make things work with you know they mixed up Malik Jackson, Malik McDowell, oh, Andrew yep. Billings, Togiai. And Elliot was just kind of working in. So even in his first two seasons, he never made any sort of name for himself on our Correct. defensive line. So I just don't really see that opportunity being there for him. I will say this, buddy, because I I almost went on a super, super like for him to be maybe a sleeper guy. Oh, yeah. Because reports are coming out of camp that he's way bigger, way faster, way stronger. Now, even then, I see, like you said, I see Tommy stepping up. I think Perry on Winfrey is going to get some really, really good opportunities. And we're not really talking about Taven Bryan. I and I don't and I was saying him. You know, he only had like two sacks in like three years, but played for a god awful team and a god awful defense. You know, so maybe just <laughs> like from what I hear, Taven Bryan is going to be. A, I mean, he might end up starting. Okay. He, he he you know he's he's a talented kid, but um, I'm with you, man. Like I I I was telling him, I said the opportunities really aren't there. But now if he keeps developing, um, the uh, defensive interior, well, the defensive line guy uh, who's a Kiffin, he said he sees him taking a huge, huge jump this year. So he better we'll, take it soon. Yeah, he's got to – I honestly – he's a guy that if he doesn't have a great camp, he might get cut. Yeah. All right. Before I go, John, do you have to go? Pretty soon, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'll go one more time. For you guys who don't know, John didn't spend all of his time in the upside down like we made it look like. He just had to go to work. He has a job. <laughs> yeah. This isn't the job. Um, so for me, for the my bus this year, I went with a guy who I'm hoping I'm wrong, but Anthony Schwartz. Again, I think it could come down to uh role as far as Amari Cooper came in. Um Bell, I think, is gonna be the number two, and then you got DPJ who I think is gonna be that deep threat. And I just think he was very bad last year. I mean, like very bad. He he, he just kept stopped running. Um, <laughs> like he didn't know he was in the NFL and quarterbacks could throw it far. Um, he had six carries on the season for 39 yards. He only had average 2.8 yards per rush. And you're asking, why am I giving him his rushing stats? Because he's supposed to be kind of like that end around jet sweep kind of guy to use his elite Olympic speed. Right. Didn't see that. Um, And then he had 10 catches on 23 targets for 135 yards. I mean, that's like a good game. That's horrible. For the season. 11 to 23. He had 10 catches on 23 targets. 10. So less than 50%. And you just never saw his speed translate to game speed. Nope, we talk about that a lot. We we ran end arounds to him and stuff like that. People always had the angle on him. He couldn't break a tackle. He couldn't make anybody miss. Um, My old football coach used to say, if you're like a running back or receiver and you can't make somebody miss, you're a guard. That's what I (laughs) – you know, maybe Anthony Schwartz needs to play guard. It just – hopefully I'm wrong. And I've heard reports like that he came in and he looks better and he's, you know, he seems like he's – poised to take that jump but he's got to be a big jump in my opinion a bit i think he's gonna make the team he's a third round draft pick in our wide receiver he'll make the team yeah i just don't know if we can expect much out of him at all i agree so and then lastly john you just get up and leave whenever you got to go 
Okay. <laughs> we should probably let him go first. I kind of feel like being late today. So. Okay, yeah, there we boy. go. Um, Take that point. So lastly, then, it is we are going to do sleepers. So the difference between, I had to ask Josh, the difference between breakout and sleeper. Breakouts, guys, there's buzz. Sleepers is guys we think might do well, but nobody's talking about. So what do you got for a sleeper? Yeah, so here's my issue with what you just said. I have no idea who people are talking about or not right now. <laughs> <laughs> All I do is work in. and sleep. Um, but for this, I really want to say JOK. Uh, I thought he was solid last year, and I think he's going to be even better. No, I, I he was who I almost picked, but I went I went really obscure. JOK is a guy that, you know, you said about Delpit could translate into one of the premier safeties. I could see JOK becoming like a premier defensive player. In like the one of those guys hybrid are, linebacker guys. Yeah, who that just, he's just getting talked about as the season goes on and on and everything. So, um, no, that's a good pick, John. John, so wave pick, goodbye. John. Everybody yeah, say bye. goodbye to John. Bye, John. He's got to go make there he goes. potato right chips. Right across the camera. Right across the camera. Yeah. <laughs> no wow. puff of smoke yep. today. As you can wow. tell, we run a really professional show here. He yeah. didn't do push in his chair. Do you remember when I crawled under the cameras because, uh, <laughs> you know, because I had to come back in? <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Thanks for that commitment, bro. <laughs> <laughs> all right all right so uh he gave us jay okay i think that's a good pick i think he has a chance to be like i mean he popped off the tape last year oh he was awesome last year so um what about you what do you got for a sleeper okay so for my sleeper i picked isaiah weston so i don't know how many people are familiar with weston he's the undrafted free agent receiver out of northern iowa um some stats 2019 he had 1053 yards and 10 touchdowns didn't play in 2020 because COVID. And then 2021, he had 883 yards and five touchdowns. So I wanted to look a little bit more into this kid because I, I, I have been hearing a little bit of some stuff about him out of camp. And it says that he ran a 442, 40-inch vertical, and he's 6'4", 214 is what they have him listed at. So he's a big guy. Yeah, his athletic testing score ranked, get this, seventh best of all wide receivers since 1987. In the last 35 years, only six receivers have ranked better in their testing score at the Combine than Isaiah Weston. He's a big-bodied receiver. NFL scouting reports said the downfield ball skills can be spectacular at times, and his productivity would have been or would have skyrocketed with a more accurate quarterback. Interesting, Josh. Bad things, limited route tree, but then again, he's an undrafted rookie coming to the NFL. You know, they said that he rarely drops passes, so that makes him a legit deep threat when the ball is you know catchable. And I just think, like you just talked about um, Schwartz being a possible bust. I think that this guy could step in, and if he can show that downfield speed and actually go through with his route and make a catch, Anthony Schwartz could be the odd man out, and this guy could step up and take that spot from Schwartz. Very interesting, Josh. That Mm -hmm. is a great pick. Thanks. That is a great, great pick. Yeah, because I I've heard of him, but I haven't done like any research. How tall did what did what did you say his size was? He's listed as six four two fourteen. That's I mean that's almost DK Metcalf. It's big. That's a big guy. DK Metcalf six four two twenty two twenty nine. Okay. So I mean if this kid can just like I mean DK Metcalf doesn't run an extensive route tree either. No, he just bullies people and he's fast. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, um, I mean who knows? Especially if like Deshaun plays. Mm-hmm. That's what I was thinking. Yep. I mean that that could be. Why did he go undrafted? Because well, he went to I, a high school for college. <laughs> pretty much, yeah. I think because it was <laughs> I think a JUCO kid. Dude, I don't know. Northern well, Iowa is like a Iowa. division. What is it? Division two or whatever. Is it one double A or something? It's something like that. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. So what do you got? So I'm going to go out on a limb. I'm not going to go as, as crazy as Josh, as far as that, that sleeper. I mean, that's a great <laughs> pick. I, I'm going to go with uh, somebody that we traded for and we traded uh, away a guy that we always wanted 
to take the next, you know, the step forward and never did in Mac Wilson. And we got Chase Winovich. So, I like it. I so like it. I thought about him. Yes. Yeah, so here's my thing is he's kind of embraced the Cleveland spirit as far as with the fans. Follow him on Twitter. He's super funny. Yeah. Okay. Um, I just don't think that he ever got like a really, really great opportunity in New England. Like, and we're going to use him as a rotational piece. And I think that that's where he's going to shine because he's going to be in and out with Clowney, Miles Garrett. I think that um, the kid Alex Wright is going to be very, very good. Um, so for me, I think that there's a good chance that, you know, he can line up next to, you know, Miles Garrett. He's going to see some good opportunities. And then um, he played a little outside linebacker in, you know, college. And I'm not saying he can, he's going to play that position, but, you know, he can, he can cover some guys, you know, uh, you know, cover some running backs maybe for a short period of time. But um, I, I just see him excelling in our system. You know, he remind, he's a high motor guy. Mm-hmm. So to me, he's, He's like a less, probably significantly less talented TJ Watt. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, But he's got like that kind of motor mm-hmm. where like he just doesn't stop. You know, the reason he's been able to succeed in the NFL isn't because of his raw talent. It's because he's just tenacious. Okay. And I like that. That's yeah. kind of like what I get out of Chase Winovich. And it helps. I mean, he has, still has talent. I'm not saying he's yeah. a bum. But I think is a pass rush specialist, a guy who gets to play, be fresh all the time, playing opposite of Miles Garrett, or they move Jadavian inside and he plays mm-hmm. next to him, and Miles yeah. Garrett's on the other side. Yep. I think in, if Deshaun plays, we should be playing with a lead a lot. It should be pinning the ears back, just go get the quarterback kind of stuff for our defensive line. So um, I think that's a good pick. I like well, it. I, I thought about Chase because I'm like, ooh, I don't I think people are talking about him enough. He's a super under-the-radar guy. Yeah. So, I mean, I think a lot of people are forgetting we even have him. Yeah, I think so. So in, I think that's a really good pick. For me, I, I kind of went um, a spot you probably wouldn't think. I went Nick Harris. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I think um, we don't get rid of J.C. Treader if they don't think he's ready. I agree. Agree with that. Agree because J.C. Treader is a good football player. Yeah, and he never missed games. So I think the fact that we we felt okay letting J.C. Treader go tells me that they have a lot of faith in Nick Harris this year, and he's the one question mark on this offensive line. As far as you know, you're just not 100 percent sure what you're going to get out of him. I guess he came into camp. I watched uh, building the Browns. He came in heavier. He's bulked up. He's uh, gained like 10, 15 pounds in muscle. He's eaten. 3,000 calories a day to I do it because he's not naturally like a huge guy. Um, but we need him. We need him to, to anchor that in the middle of that offensive line. Mm-hmm. And we saw he played decent at times when he got to come in and play guard last year. And then other times he was not so good, but then also the Bill Callahan effect. Yes. Mm-hmm. I think, I think he's going to have the guy ready to play. I think Nick Harris could be, I mean, I think he's going to step in nice and just, it's going to be a seamless transition between him and JC Treader. So I, that's kind of the guy I think people are sleeping on is offensive lineman Nick Harris. Okay. I like it. All right. So that pretty much wraps up our sleepers, bus, and breakouts. Wraps up our episode. Um, we're glad John was able to be here for most of it. One of these days we'll start on time so he actually gets to stay for the whole episode. Um, <laughs> You know, he's the one who has a terrible job, not us. Uh, let us know what you guys think of the Baker news at the beginning. Let us know what you think about the ESPN roster rankings, if there's any uh, teams that surprise you, if you thought they were too high or too low. And let us know who you guys think are going to uh, break out for the Browns this year. If there's anybody you guys are worried about who might not do uh, 
do what we're hoping they're going to do. Um, thanks for checking out another episode. Remember, if you want to join the Patreon, join the dogs.com. Uh, remember, go to the dogspodcast.com and tap leave voicemail on the drop down menu. We are running out of fan intros. We need you guys. It's not fun if we have to reuse them or if I have to do it. So make sure you guys dump on there and leave us some fan intros. It's a lot more fun. Uh, to all you dog pack members, we'll see you on the after hour show. And to everybody else, we'll see you guys next week. Thanks for listening to another episode of The Dogs Podcast. Make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel and follow us on Twitter at The Dogs Podcast and become an official Dog Pack member and join the dogs.com. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows granger has got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.